In Matthew chapter 4, I would like to be looking at the fourth verse today. Just the fourth verse. And read me. He says, but he answered and said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. If you understood that and believed that, say amen. But he answered and said, it is, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out from the mouth of God. I know when you read the third verse, we know what happened. Or when we read from the verse one, we know what happens. This statement was made when Jesus was tempted. When the tempter came to him, the tempter said to him, If Thou be the son of God. Command that these stones be made bread. Command that these stones be made bread. In the Gospels, we have only Matthew and Luke talking about this issue. And I know that Luke doesn't say these stones. Luke just simply says this stone. Command this stone be made into bread. I understand that. And then when you go to the verse 4, Matthew says, Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Luke says, man shall not live by bread alone. Same Luke, Luke, Luke 4. Same Luke 4. Round about the third and fourth verse. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Luke shortens it. But Matthew expands it. Is there a contradiction? No. There's no contradiction in scripture. We can understand that or understand that Luke is writing to a Gentile group and Matthew is writing to a Jewish group. We understand. And Luke is concerned just to present the, the, the Gentiles are not aware of what is written already. But the Jews are. So you find Matthew quoting verbatim, right? Exactly as is. Because we find the same text in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Where God tells them that, that you will know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So Matthew just says it all. But Luke, writing to a Gentile group, that's really so. But I'm not looking at Luke 
today. I'm looking at Matthew. But just to make sure, uh, just to make sure that we, are, we, we understand the difference and why the difference. Right? There's no big deal here. Matthew just called the full text. Luke just summarizes it. Because you don't have, the Gentiles don't have anything to compare with. If I should put it that way. But the Jews, maybe what was said, it quotes exactly as is. Praise God. Now, I know that we've, you probably have looked at this text from the devil's point of view. Saying that this is about the temptation of Jesus. Right? And he was tempting him about whether he was a son of God indeed or not. But today, I want, I want to look at, at this text from another angle. Not from the devil's point, uh, the devil's temptation. But I want to look at it from the response that Christ gave. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not doing that because I am better. So I'm looking at it from Jesus' point of view. No, it is just what caught my attention. Hallelujah. Amen. The answer that Christ gave. In the answer that Christ gave. I see, he says. But it is written. That man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Or proceeded out of the mouth of God. So what Christ understood the temptation as not so much of his sonship. But something else. Which is the word of God. Because you will notice that in the Garden of Eden, when he first came to tempt, it was the same thing as God said. It was a food, food, and word of God issue. Food and word of God. So when he came, as God said, you will not eat of this. And the woman fell. Well, they, they fell for the food. And went for the food and abandoned God's word. So here Christ says, I understand what this thing is. It's not so much about the food, but it is God's word. Because in all the response to the temptations, he, he says, it is written. It is written. It is written. But it is in the first one that he says, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeded from out of the mouth of God. By his saying, man shall not live by bread alone. Is he saying food is not important? I wanted to look at this issue because for some of us, food is very important. And I want to respect that. Hallelujah. Amen. I respect the food that you like. It's good. We all like food, don't we? I know you're not going to say yes, but we all do. I remember when I was at uni, there was a very slender, thin lady who used to come to the canteen. And of course, we boys didn't have, have much money, you know. So when we go to the canteen, we just buy little. But they had it. I mean, they, I, I'm sure they had the money. So this girl, they're very slender thing. They're not big. Oh, yeah. But their plate, goodness me, was always heaped. And it was break time. I mean, it was just, 
It wasn't the end of the day. We're going back to lectures. And I'm wondering, you eat this food, what happens to you in the classroom? It was heat. Maybe, maybe we were concerned because we didn't have money to, to buy a law. And they had the money to buy a law. But, hey, food for you. You see, just to, just to clarify this, that it's not about food. You know, in Matthew 6, 11, when Christ taught us to pray, the model prayer, he said, us, give us this day our daily bread. So you see, he, he did not mean to say that you don't need to eat. He didn't mean to say that at all. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Again, in Matthew chapter 14, the 16th verse, the 21st verse. You remember after he had taught, that, after he had taught the multitudes, the disciples came and said, send them away. And he said, no, why should you send them away? He said, because they are hungry. Said, then you give them something to eat. After you've given them the word of God, feed them. Is someone hearing? Hello? Yes. Christ, are you hearing? Yes. After you give them the word of God? Yes. Mm -hmm. Change your paradigm. Bring your own food. No, feed them. Hallelujah. Amen. The principle of Jesus, feed them. So he took the loaves and he multiplied it and fed them. Hallelujah. Amen. He who has an ear, let him hear what God is saying to us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, but the thing is this. What Jesus is saying here is this. Not, not that food is not. He said, man shall not live by bread only. In Deuteronomy. He said, man shall not live by bread only. In Matthew, he says, bread alone. But by every word. That means man, as you have been created, your existence is not based on food alone. But every word of God. Hallelujah. We are to live on every word of God. Hallelujah. Stressing the importance of the word of God in our lives. That we are to live our lives based upon the word of God. Depending upon the word of God. You see, when you talk about the position of the word of God and food. The word of God is must have priority over food because the word of God will bring food. Oh, oh come on, someone didn't hear me. The word of God will bring food. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll tell you something. 2 Kings 17, verse 2 to 6. You see, we have in this text in 2 Kings, Elijah was a man of God. There was famine in the, in the land. And God told him, go to a brook. I will command the ravens, these birds who will not share their food, I will command them that they will bring food to you. Hallelujah. It was the word of God that Elijah acted upon that brought him food and kept him during the famine period. You see, if he had gone searching for food, he probably would not have found it. But when he had the word of the living God in him and trusted that word of God, food came. Someone is saying, whoa, are you saying we shouldn't work? I've already told you your food is important. 
to God. And God knows that you must eat. Praise God. And that's the reason why he's telling us that as a man, you see, you are troubled about food today. Troubled about food tomorrow. But you see, I've come to tell you, actually, man does not live by, on bread alone. But by every word of God. It's time to hear from God. Amen. Amen. In 2 Kings 17, 2 Kings 17, 2 to 6, we see how Elijah depended upon that word and was fed during that time. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And the 1 Kings 17, the same, same book, 1 Kings 17, the 8th verse to the 16th verse. 8 to 16, 1 Kings 17. In this passage, we, hear, we see once again the same Elijah. This man of God. Oh, I love him. This same man of God. God told him, now I'm going to sustain you by a widow. I don't know why it, it, it often says a widow woman. I thought, who? I said, widow. Widow woman, right. So, widow. Now, when he, the, the, the interesting thing here is this. This widow was poor. They didn't have much. Had only a little cruise, uh, I mean, a little oil left, a little bread to eat with the sun, and then they die. Let's read it. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, or Zidon, and, and, dwell there, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Let's go on. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to Zarephath, Behold, the widow woman was there gathering of was that gathering of, of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Elijah used a little tactic here. And as she was going, she said, Um, and also bring me a little muscle of bread in thy hand. And the woman now said, and she said, As the Lord liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat and die. Let's continue. Then Elijah then spoke the word Hallelujah. of God. Hallelujah. And like I said unto her, fear not. Hallelujah. Anytime, you, you see, one of the ways you know God is on the seed, he always tells you fear not. Because the, the devil works with fear, but God doesn't. Anytime he appears, it's to fear not. He always wants you to lay aside your fear. That is God. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Lay aside your fear. But make me... A little cake first. Hallelujah. Amen. First. And bring it unto me. And after make some for you and your son. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The woman goes and does that. And what happens? And the Bible says. And she went. Verse 15. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she, she and, and he and her house did eat many days. 
Hallelujah. The word of the Lord was obeyed and food was supplied the rest of the period. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is the position of the word of God and food. And the word should have the priority. The word from God. Hallelujah. The word from God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that he created us, that we will live on his word. It is time to hear God's word. To God be the glory. So we see here, Elijah trusted God's word. Moses told the people of Israel God's word. Christ Jesus also trusted the word. Now the question is this. What is it about this word that is able to sustain people? What is it about this word that these people could trust it? What is it? What is it? You see, the word of God, I must say to you, is quick and active. The word of God is living. The word of God is not just a mere written text. The word of God is living. It's a living thing. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You see, when the word of God proceeds, when it comes out from the mouth of God, as Matthew puts it, when it comes out from the mouth of God, it is a living and active word. Powerful. Able to effect change and change things. It is not a dead letter. God's word is living. I am talking about the word that proceeds from the mouth of the living God. It is active. It is powerful. It's able to bring change in a man's life. Glory be to God. Jesus Christ put it this way. In John 6, 63, he said that, you know, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. The word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. And Paul puts it this way. He says, the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. Glory be to God. Why is that so? Why is that so? It is because the word is powerful. That's what it quickens. It is active. Hebrews 4.12, please. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. I need to read the scripture. Hebrews 4 verse 12. He says this. That the word of God is quick and powerful or active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing to asunder the soul and spirit. And the joints and the marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word of God is not just some bare, lifeless, non-effective, you know, weak substance. It is living. When it comes into you, it interacts with your soul. 
It interrupts with your mind. It interrupts with your spirit. It interrupts with you. It quickens you, energizes you. It stirs you up. It is quick. It is powerful. It is active. It is sharper than a two-edged sword. You see, people are all through age, all through the age, we've been struggling, soul and spirit, soul and spirit. Some people are, there have been fights over it. Can't seem to distinguish between soul and spirit. But the Bible says that the word of God is so sharp, it's able to make a distinction between these two things. And the joints and marrow, as we also know, so linked together. But the word of God is able to make a distinction between these two. It's able to make distinction. Sometimes we say, I'm not sure whether this is right or wrong. Oh, when the word of God comes, it's as clear as day. No argument when the word of God comes. There's no argument. It makes things so clear, distinctly clear. Hallelujah. You're not sure about some things. God, this way or that way. You need to hear from God. Tell someone, you need to hear from God. It is time to hear from God. Oh, tell someone, tell someone. You are preaching with me today. Tell the person, eyeball. It is time to hear. Eyeball the person. It is time to hear. No, seriously. This is my. This is the. This is the word of the Lord to, unto us today. Tell someone. It is time to hear from God. Hallelujah. Because we've been hearing everyone else. They've told us our food is more important. So food is driving us. It's driving us to all kinds of places. But the, God, but, but the Lord said, it is time to hear from God. Amen. Time to hear from God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, people may argue with you about what this is. But what is that? Sometimes we're trying to reach out to, 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 to a person. And they come up with so many arguments. And you're looking for texts to give them. And you quote text upon text upon text. I mean, written, written text upon text. And they're still arguing with you. All you need is to hear a word from God. Let God quicken the written text. That's what I'm talking about. I am talking about God quickening or making active. God inspiring. God inspired the people to write. And they wrote. But you see, we also need inspiration to be able to get the word of God. God inspires the word and the word comes alive into your spirit. You need that word for that person. It silences all argument. I have never come to a place where the word of God has been spoken and man still has an argument to make. Because when he speaks, he speaks on point and it settles every argument. We need to hear from God. What am I saying? What I'm saying is this, church, as you come to the written word, you take John, maybe chapter one, and you are reading. The Lord speak to me. God, I want to hear you. And as you're reading, be looking out for God, quickening the things you're reading in your spirit. That is the word of God to you. Hallelujah. That is what we need. That is what you need. That's what I need. Hallelujah. And when you receive that word, 
quickening in your spirit, quickened in your spirit, you will go a forty days journey. Uh, you you will go for years hanging upon that word. Challenges may come against that word. You may face opposition. You may face trouble. But that word God has quickened in your spirit. That word will keep you going. As long as you hold on to that word of God. Amen. Is someone hearing me? Yes. I don't know where you are this morning. But I've brought the word of God unto you. That it is time to hear from God. And you see, the truth is, let me put it this way. God wants to speak to you. Hello? God wants to speak to me. He wants to speak to you. Take away the middleman. Remove the middleman. Oh, prophet, can you speak a word of God to me? God wants to speak to you. Hello? From the written text, he will speak to you. Read it. Study it. Come to it. Say, God, speak to me. Hallelujah. I love the song. I can't remember it. We need a word from you. We need to hear from you. If we don't hear from you, what will we do? Hallelujah. We need to hear from God. It is time to hear from God. Many times, when you run without the word of God, you are, it's like you run a hundred meters or a marathon and you are tired because there's no word of God. I'm not talking about everything text which you've piled up. I'm talking about a word of God. There was a word of God that sustained me years ago. I think I have shared this one. There was one in Mark 1.35. We said a great war before day. He rose up, went to a solitary place, and there he prayed. That text sustained me for a long time. In what way? When my eyes open at dawn in the morning, that text will just come. And the moment that text comes, I rise up from the strength of that text and go to my place of prayer to pray. Amen. It was the word that was sustaining me. So I am not talking about you sustaining a word. The word of God is too powerful for you to sustain it. I'm talking about the word coming to you and the word rather sustaining you, keeping you. Am I talking to the right people? Does anyone understand what I'm talking about? Where you know you're going out and coming in is sustained by a word of God. That's alive in your heart. And there was a time I was so concerned. And Isaiah was put in my heart. He said, fear thou not. You shall not be put to shame. And that word kept me. Because I was going through a period that was going to be either shame or glory. And it was so close to shame. But the Lord put that word in my heart. And that word sustained me and kept me. And see, and when the word of God keeps you, you have no fears. You run as if 
there's nothing that stick around you. I'm talking about you walking as a child of God on this earth. I'm talking about you walking as a bona fide child of God here on this earth where you know you are walking your father's earth. Hallelujah. You are walking your father's earth. The enemy will throw all kinds of things. Today he will throw this. Today he will throw, tomorrow he will throw that. But you need to hear from God. A word from God will settle your issue. Sometimes there's a quarrel. All you need to hear is a word from God in your soul. It will be okay. Get over it. It will be okay. And you say, hallelujah, God. God has spoken to my heart. Hallelujah. How many of us here, something has happened in your life. You've made a resolution. I am never going to do this thing. I will never, I will never mention this person's name again. And as you are going, the Lord just kicks your heart and says, do you know what? What do you mean by you're not going to speak to this person again? Amen. Because they've wronged you. You know how many times you've wronged me. But then my son died on the cross for you. That word which was cooking in your heart just changed everything. And then you turn back and say, um, uh, how are you? <laughs> I just called to find out how you are doing. Hallelujah. Praise Amen. God. Hello. If it's a husband who has to call and make that call, the fact that he's called to say, hello, I'm finding how you are doing. Wife, it is enough. Yeah. Men really don't talk a lot. So for him to call and say, I'm just checking how you are doing. Ah, 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 ah. Hey, but I was expecting you to say sorry. Excuse me? For him to call and say, I'm going to find out how you are doing. That should be enough. That's, that should tell you everything. Hello. Maybe I didn't speak that one well. Oh, Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, the, the word of God is powerful. This life that we are in, we know that there's full of there's there's wickedness in this earth. The path is not always clear. But the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 105 says that your word is a lamp unto feet and a light unto my path. The way that is not clear. But the word of God, when it comes, it lightens the way. It lightens the path. It shows you where to go. I'm, oh, come on. Someone tell, tell someone. It's time to hear from God. It's time to hear from God. Hallelujah. Amen. A word of the Lord God Almighty will lighten your path. Psalm 119 verse 105. Can we open that door so that they can hear me and project? Praise God. Hallelujah. You see. Why is the word able to do that? How, how, how does the word do that? How does the word, you know, lightens your path for you? Come with me to the same Psalm 119. End of verse 130. Psalm 119 verse 130. Praise God. To God be the glory. That's the longest psalm. Psalm 119. Verse 130. It reads... 
It says, the entrance of thy... Sorry. Yeah, the entrance of thy word, that's what? Give it light and... Understanding. Yeah? This word, two phrases are, are, are given, but they mean the same thing. It gives light, it gives understanding. So when the word of God enters your heart, it brings understanding. Hallelujah. Amen. When God's word comes to us, it brings understanding. Your heart becomes, be, 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 begins to understand. And, begin, and because you begin to understand, you are now able to know this is the way to go. This is the way not to go. It lightens your path. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. And there's nothing like living, walking on the path with you, where, where you are clear, where you are going. Nothing like it. It's a misery. It's, it, it, it's a miserable life. When a person is living a life and doesn't know where they're going, they're so messed up. I don't believe confusion should be a word on the lips of Christians. Oh, I'm confused. Come on. What do you mean by that? His word, entrance of his word, give it light. Light, light sorry. It brings light, understanding your way, clarity. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. You see, we don't need the palm readers. We don't need the stargazers. We don't need those who all those fortune telling, no, they declare the water and they tell you, I can see your future. Hey, the word from God is your guiding star. Hallelujah. Amen. God's word is your guiding star in this life. Amen. And all we need to do is to hear. It's time to hear from God. Maybe, we've maybe we've, we have lived our lives. So long, depend upon friends, colleagues, TV, what's it called? Is it TV, TV stars? Celebrities, celebrities right? Following them. It's about time to hear from God and live our lives as we ought to live it. This is a new move. This is a new thing to do. This, this, this is not what we do. No, it's time to hear what God is saying to you. Yes. And you see, the truth is God wants to speak to you and me. God wants to speak to us. Christ said, man was not made to live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Someone shout with me. It is time, it is time to, hear to hear from God. From God. I, don't need I don't need the palm readers, the, the stargazers, the, the celebrities. A word from God is my guiding star. Hallelujah. A word from God. Word from God. That is what we need. Church, this is what we need. I long to see that day 
Or someone will tell me, Pastor, I am going through A, B, C, and D. But the Lord said to me, two years ago, I will do this in your life. So I'm holding on to that word of God. That is the kind of Christians I want to see in Christ in the church. If you believe, I say hallelujah. Glory be to God. This is a kind of people God wants us to be. God said to me, God said to me, God said, God said, and I'm hanging on to that word. I'm holding on to that truth. Because what God has God, God is faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the word of God does not only lighten our path, does not only bring food. The word of God is also a weapon. Hallelujah. You see, it is like a hammer. It destroys nasty thoughts. Sometimes certain nasty thoughts come into your mind. They are not the good ones. They are not welcome. But some way, somehow, they find their way and they won't let you go. And you want to get rid of them, but they're there. You need a word from God to dash them. You bury your head under the pillow. But you see, the pillow can't save you. Put your head in the water. Be careful you don't drown. What we need is a word from God. Hallelujah. A word from God will dash it. Come with me to Jeremiah, please. In Jeremiah, Jeremiah 23, verse 29. Jeremiah says, It's not my word like fire. Jeremiah 23, verse 29. It's not my word like fire and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces there are some strong some some things that come and want to they want to attack themselves they want to you know keep you down and those thoughts are terrifying you don't like them it makes you miserable makes you sorrowful down can't lift your head christian child of god holy ghost temple walking with a frown face how could it be holy ghost temple with a frown, with, with, you know, a sour face. How could that be? We need to hear from God. A word from God will shatter those rocks. Those stubborn thoughts, those stubborn rocks. It will shatter it. It's like a fire. It will burn a chaff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, someone is not hearing me. That means I, I, I want to assume there are no wrong thoughts, no bad thoughts, no, no stubborn thoughts that come to trouble your mind. <laughs> but the word of God is able to dismash them. Amen. And Paul says in 2 Corinthians, he says, the weapons of our warfare yes. are not carnal. Yes. They are mighty through God. Putting down strongholds. Yes. Everything that exalts itself against the obedience of Christ, it puts it down. Yes. There are some thoughts. They're not right. They're against God. It makes you want to do things that are contrary to God's ways. Hey, a word from God will pull those things down. It will bring those things down. Is someone hearing me? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 
I tell you, if there are strongholds in the mind, a word from God will shatter them. Amen. It will scatter it. It will break it down. Amen. It will break it down. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes God will give you his word ahead of the crisis. Mm. Oh, yes. Sometimes he will give you his word ahead of the crisis. There's no trouble. There's no issue. But God's word comes. Hey, I will keep you. I will sustain you. Be strong. So, why this word this, this morning? Only two days later, you face the thing that would want to whisk you off your feet. You come into something that threatens to take, you know, the whole earth out from under your feet for you, to, for you to sink. It means God has prepared you before that time. And you are, you are to hold on to that word. Hold on to that word. Hold on to that word. word. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, strongholds, they are the things that come into your mind and want you to do things. Or they come into your mind and they hinder you from experiencing God's goodness. They hinder you from experiencing God's peace. They hinder you from experiencing God's best for your life. Those things are strongholds and they are the works of the enemy to make sure that you are battered, busted, pulled down, flat on the ground. But he's a liar, hallelujah. It is time to hear from God and we will arise, hallelujah. We will arise from within and say, God, I'm ready. Give me your word. Expect God to speak to you. Amen. I thought I was going to hear hallelujah on that one. Amen. Expect God to speak to you. You've gone through a whole week. No word has come. So God, what is going on? Sit down. Sit down. I know there are some times God goes silent. And when he goes silent, woo, not very comfortable. Then I'm going through some things and Lord, I need a word from you. Sometimes he goes silent. Just remain there. Don't be in a hurry. Just, just be still. Hallelujah. Just be still. And wait for him. If you're not careful, you'll be in a hurry to make a decision. Take some step. And I'll be wrong. Just be still. Just be still. Just be still. His word will come through. The still, small voice of God will come. He will either quicken a, a written text, something you've read ages ago. He will make it come alive in you. And so, hallelujah. I've never seen this text in this light before. Yeah, that's, that's your word from God. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. And run with it. And run with it. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's not thrust ourselves. Oh, I don't have money. I don't have the food. What's going to happen? This is going to happen. This friend left me. 
this, this, this one did that. This one did that. But what is God saying to you? What is God saying? What is God saying? And desire it. Pray for it. I'm not just preaching this so that we will just go and say, oh, okay, yeah, that was a, that was a, um, a nice performance. If it was a performance, I will close this book and sit down. God wants us to take him at his word. He wants to speak to us. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's trust ourselves unto the living God. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Shout with me. It is time, it is time to hear, to hear from, God. from God. It is time, it is time to, hear to hear from God. From God. Ask your neighbor, are you ready, are you ready to, hear from God? to hear from God? Rise up on your feet and say, say with me, I will not, I will not live, live by what, by what fills my stomach, my stomach alone. alone. But, I will but I will hear from God, hear from God and, depend and depend upon his word. His spoken word in my heart. Hallelujah. Because it is time to hear from God. Hallelujah. I will live my life. Say with me. I will live my life looking forward to the inspired word of God. Coming into my heart. Into my heart. Hallelujah. Amen. God speak to me. I am ready. God speak to me. I am ready. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory be to God. This is true Christian living. This is what we call Christianity. Where we hear from God and we do what we do. We hear and we act upon it. This is Christianity. It is not Christianity where all that we do is just sing a few good, good songs. And then we don't know what God is saying to us. And something happens that we don't know. So what should we do? We are always asking someone, what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? What should we do? God says, I want to tell you what to do. Are you ready to hear from me? And we are saying today, Lord, we are ready to hear from you. Hallelujah. We are ready to hear from you. We are ready to hear from you. We are ready to hear. Faithful ones, so unchanging, ageless ones.